Hello, friends, and welcome to Wednesday Night Dinner. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Wednesday Night Dinner. My name is Chandler. I'll be your host for today. And joining us, we have Father Conrad. That's right. I, we don't have a co-host today. Uh, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> that's okay. Just you and I, Chandler, and it's going to be fun. We're going to yes. have a good time. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for coming on and, as always, being our editor. Uh, but today we have some hard questions for you because we love asking you lots of questions. And that's your just your job. That's my job. That's your job. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. It's just answer questions. That's right. It's pretty much a professor's job. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get started with our high-low GMO. So Father Conrad, what about your high-low um, GMO? I will go with low first. Low is that Sarah's not here. Um, <laughs> our our former hostess. Hostess is not right. Host. Um uh, so that's the low. The high spring break was really nice. Yeah. Um, had a really great um, uh, uh, trip. I went up to New England and saw nice. some family and some priest friends, and that that's was really cool. great. Um, and had some like some good like uh, I, I I broke my Lenten fast one day and had a, <laughs> I had some had a baked good that was very nice. So what are you giving up for Lent? Just desserts? Or? I give up sweets, but then I also do some some fasting stuff. And sure. so my yeah, sister yeah. was like, "Well, you know, Magnolias <laughs> is right around the corner, and you could get some bread pudding." And then I was like, "Oh, I, or, or pudding. banana pudding." I yeah. was like, "Yeah, I could." And then we went in. and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to get the small. I'm going to get the medium. <laughs> if I'm breaking my Lenten fast, let's, let's go let's all just out. Just go. Well, there's no large to get. Yeah, well, there was, but my sister was already judging me for the medium. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so that was the and then God moment. Uh, I had a really beautiful weekend mm-hmm. of prayer with different people. The diocesan vocation retreat and. Um, and uh, and then I had spiritual direction on Sunday with my spiritual director, and, nice. and that was really beautiful. So the Lord was really working this weekend. So yeah. that's that's my Hilo That's awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. So my Hilo Let's see. Um, my low is that while I had a great spring break, I did absolutely no work <laughs> at all. <laughs> so um, yeah. So this week will be a little bit hectic. Uh, in just finishing all the assignments and catching up on some of the work that professors somehow and for some reason like to assign to overbreak. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Um, my high is that, yeah, just like you had a great spring break. Um, I got to go see my family for a little bit. Um, I got to go to New York City actually for a little bit to see a comedy show. Oh, nice. I was in New York City too. Um, oh my gosh! We, maybe we ran into each other. We might have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then my God moment. So uh, while I was in Aspen, uh, Colorado, for part of my spring break, I just was kind of like back and forth on like where I wanted to go to mass and it ended up um, that I was able to go to dinner and there was a church like less than a quarter mile away that I could walk to after dinner. Mm -hmm. And then I was there like half an hour early and this church was beautiful. Um, Yeah. And I just, I was able to sit and pray before mass started and it was just a really, really just touching God moment. Nice. Um, So yeah. Um, that is our Hilo Gmo. So otherwise, Father Conrad, would you like to explain why you're here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I came on uh, partially uh, because we're still in transition between hosts, but partially because I'm really stoked about Easter and about the mm-hmm. 
uh, sacred Paschal Triduum, which is the three days, mm-hmm. the three holiest days of the year. And I thought it'd be helpful, like, for people who are listening to kind of get a little insight into what those uh, liturgies are like yeah. and what they mean and, and kind of have an invitation for more people to come to them this yeah. year. So Absolutely. So I guess first question, um, why isn't my birthday the most holiest day of the year? <laughs> <laughs> is is your birthday falling around Easter? Or no, no, it's oh, October. Okay, so it's just totally self-centered. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, I think you answered that question. But uh, Easter is obviously the holiest day of the year. It's yeah. the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then we celebrate uh, the days leading up to it. Uh, on Holy Thursday, obviously, the Last Supper, the institution of the priesthood and the Eucharist. And then uh, it's basically one, I mean, this is uh, uh, the start of it. It's one giant liturgy. Like sure. the, the Mass on Holy Thursday doesn't end. There's no final blessing. There's no go in peace. The Mass has ended. It's just we process, there's a there's a prayer, and then we process to the to this special altar where we keep the Blessed Sacrament, and we keep vigil with the Lord. And there's no... Um, initial sign of the cross on Good Friday, and there's no final blessing on Good Friday, and then finally there's a final blessing on the Easter Vigil. And so mm. there's this one kind of continuous thing that's happening. Uh, and so these three days are so important and so holy. And I think, you know, if you're thinking about what's one, you know, maybe you haven't had a good Lent so far, or maybe you, you are, but you want to do a little more, like really investing in those three days mm. and like seeing it as like the retreat that it's kind of meant to be. Sure. Um, and really spending the time on Good Friday, just really praying and being quiet and not, you know, going to class and not doing different things and, you know, starting with Holy Thursday, intending to go all to all the masses and and then and and culminating with that like really great celebration of the Easter Vigil. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's like the core, the holiest of the day of the year. And I thought maybe what we could do, if it's all right with you, Chandler, yeah. is walk through each mass and just kind of talk about some of the things that are a little different and what they mean and where they come from. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah, yeah. So let's start on like Holy Thursday. So what do we do on Holy Thursday and kind of why is it important? Sure. And, and where did it come from, I sure. guess? Yeah, so we have three. So so one real quick thing is yeah. the, the cool thing about these liturgies is because they're so special, they haven't changed as much as maybe our Mass has. So sure. we see some things in these liturgies that you know, were how the Mass was originally, and they're still present Mm -hmm. there for us. So it's kind of a cool thing. So Holy Thursday, there are three things that are significantly different. Okay. Um, There's the washing of the feet, or which is called the mandatum. Mandatum means like, do this, you know, as I have done, so you should do. It's your mandate. This is what we're called to do. Sure. Um, And so the priest will go and wash the feet of 12 members of the congregation. Here we do people who are going through RCIA. And remember, it reminds us of the time when Jesus on, at the Last Supper washed the feet of his disciples. And we don't realize how radical that was. Like, washing someone's foot would be like brushing someone's teeth. It's like <laughs> either, either like, or, 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 or even worse, you know, the, not to be too gross, but like when you're a little kid and your mom has to help you wipe your bottom after you go to mm. the bathroom. Like, mm. that's kind of like... It was gross. It was gross. And it was like, in, in, in Roman times, it was only the lowest slave or someone in the family sure. who, who did it because it was it was not just not necessarily gross but it was incredibly intimate too and so jesus is saying like this is how you're supposed to be you're supposed right. to be uh willing to be as low as possible in order to show love to others mm-hmm. and and to bring others into intimacy with christ and with with, with himself and with, with god yeah. um and so we will do that we'll wash the feet of um uh, 12 members of our rcia class um remembering the 12 apostles uh and then there's two other things 
we have a special Eucharistic prayer on uh, Holy Thursday. Now, it sounds just like Eucharistic prayer one, which is what it is. But (laughs) there are a couple moments where, like, you know, the night before he was betrayed, it says, you know, normally it's the night before he was betrayed, he took bread. And in this one, it says, that is tonight. Um, And so it's like reminding us that this is what happened on this night. The Eucharist was really made uh, on this night. And this, like is such a key important moment for us but it's not just the eucharist the priesthood was also instituted on that night right because jesus says to his apostles do this in memory of me and that was the moment where those apostles were no longer just his chosen followers but were truly uh, able to have the power to do that to con to confect the eucharist we might sure. say and then the third thing is and this is probably the thing that is most recognizable to people and was my favorite thing when i was a, a, a young altar boy in, in, in grade school <laughs> is the end of mass, like I said, doesn't it doesn't just end. We instead um, process from uh, from the chapel that we're going to be in, which will be the uh, mm-hmm. CSC, and we're going to process to a different part of the CSC where there's going to be an altar of repose, which means it's a, it's an altar with a tabernacle set up. It's going to be really well decorated, and it's it's it, it comes from this tradition comes from two things. Mm-hmm. One. There's no mass celebrated on Good Friday, so we need to save. We we consecrate extra hosts to distribute communion on Good Friday, and that has an ancient practice. Uh, it comes from the Byzantine rite, which call, is called the Mass of the Pre-Sanctified Gifts. So we have this. We have to we have to prepare Holy Communion for Good Friday, sure. and so we need some place to put it. But we have this really cool document from the fourth century of a. Uh, uh, a journal of a pilgrim named Egeria, and she went to the Holy Land and went to all these sites, and she describes what Holy Week was like in Jerusalem, and they would process from one church to the next church. They would process from from Church of the Holy Sepulchre, wherever they started, to the um, Garden of Gethsemane, and they mm-hmm. would pray there in the Garden with Jesus, and that's what we're doing. We're processing with Jesus. Jesus Jesus's um, Last Supper was also something that didn't end. The traditional end of the Last Supper was this fourth cup that he would drink and a a final blessing, but they never get to that. They stop, they sing a hymn, and they go out to the garden, and that's basically what we do. We stop the Mass, we sing a hymn, which is, we sing this hymn by St. Thomas Aquinas, which is awesome, and we're going to process with the Blessed Sacrament, with incense and all these, the smells and bells and all that kind of stuff, (laughs) into probably the Barney Room, Mm -hmm. and then we'll keep watch, and you keep watch there with with the Lord uh, throughout the night, and we do it till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Sure. And there's a tradition, too, of going to different churches that night to keep watch at different churches, so like to try and get to seven churches, and we might try and do that this Mm -hmm. year, too, but Mm -hmm. those are the three kind of big things for Holy Thursday. And then that kind of naturally brings us into Good Friday. So unless you have like right. a pressing question, I can keep plowing on. But. Um, so Holy Thursday, like, is it usually celebrated at the evening? Can yeah. people go in like an afternoon time? Or no, usually, usually it's an evening mass sure. um, because it's at the Last Supper, which was also in the evening. Yeah, and so we, it's we, dinner time. It's kind of around that time. So we're going to have ours at 7 p.m. Um, okay. And then Good Friday traditionally is usually at 3, but because of different schedules, that can usually get pushed back. So sure. ours is going to be again at, at 7 on Good Friday. Okay. So Good Friday is totally different because it's not a Mass. It's right. We're not consecrating the Eucharist. It's just um, this service, and it starts in complete silence. And so the priest walks in uh, in complete silence and lays down on the ground in front of the altar, prostrates himself. And that's what we did when we were ordained priests. And it, it mm. symbolizes laying down your life. So just as Christ laid down his life, the priest lays down his life. And it has an ancient origin. And it, it, again, it stretches all the way back. 
And then we go straight into the liturgy of the word. So we have the readings and what we're going to do differently or what's different is the, the gospel reading is the passion, which mm-hmm. is the entirety of, of John's account of Jesus's death and res, uh, death, uh, suffering death and carrying the cross and his death on the cross. Gotcha. And, um, this year we're going to sing it, which is going to be really cool. Oh boy! Yeah, it's everyone get their chops ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, everyone doesn't have to sing it; just three people sing it. So oh, okay. there's a, a, a one person sings all the voices, one person sings Jesus, and one person's the narrator, and it's going to sure. be really, really beautiful. If you've never heard it sung, it's going to be really, really great. Okay. So uh, we sing the Passion, and again, the reason why we do it is because this is something so special that just speaking it just reading it isn't enough yeah and i think we've talked a little bit about like the the importance of of music and, and singing yeah. in mass exactly um yeah and so being able to to sing it um is there like specific tunes yeah. that go back to a certain time period yeah or? yeah well there's there's certain tones for the for the passion and they go back hundreds of years yeah okay. and so like jesus is always a bass like even bach in his matthew <laughs> passion made jesus a bass which uh-huh. is distinct from what like at that time the heroes in the opera were always countertenors or or castrati and 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 were higher pitched people and and but because the tradition of the church was that jesus is always sung by a bass uh there's a a bass line so like sure it's like whom are you looking for it's like one of the things jesus (laughs) says you know i told you that i am if you are looking for me it's like really great it's really low and powerful and then like the voice like pontius Pilate is like what is truth like like really high tones stuff like that so it's kind of cool that's cool um yeah so yeah we're gonna sing that and then we have another thing that's new which is not new but like different from normal mass which is the cross gets brought out Mm. and so we process in with the cross and it gets revealed, and it's like, this is the way the cross, and then we each reverence the cross, okay. because this is the moment where Jesus took the cross on himself. And during that reverencing the cross, we're going to sing something called the Reproaches, which is like a third century Syrian hymn okay. that's based on an even older book of the Bible, in which um, like, it's Jesus singing, like, my people, what have I done to you? Why are you treating me this way? Mm-hmm. And it's like this kind of reproach to all of us that in our sinfulness, we really turn against, we betray Christ. We nail him to the cross in our own sinfulness. And um, it's really, really beautiful. And we've got like a really cool choir that's going to be singing it this year. So it's going to cool. be really awesome. And then we have communion. But again, it's not a mass. The, the blessed sacrament gets brought out from where it was brought to the day before. Sure. And then we all depart in silence. And like one of the key things about Good Friday... Oh, I, I skipped something. I skipped the intercessions. I'm sorry. Oh, my we have, gosh. I know. We have, we have what are called the solemn intercessions. And they're really long. And, <laughs> and they're sung, too. And like we... We have to kneel and stand up a bunch, and so and everyone's like, oh, "Good Friday is so long." Well, yeah, it's you know Jesus was on the cross for like three hours. You can handle two hour mass, yeah, and, okay. like, and 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 we're praying for. And this is kind of like the original way our petitions that we say on at at mass, mass yeah. um, were. And so what you do is like the priest, the deacon will say, "Okay, let's pray for uh, the Holy Father," and then we all are silent, kneeling. And we're praying for the Holy Father ourselves internally. Mm-hmm. And then the priest sums up all our prayers at the end. And so there's a lot of standing and kneeling. So like he'll say, let us pray for the Holy Father, blah, 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 blah. And then he'll say, let us kneel. And then we all have to kneel down and we're praying for the Holy Father. Okay, let me pray for the Holy Father. And then the pre- then we then he says, let us stand. And then we all stand up. And then the priest like says a final prayer that kind of summarizes and encapsulates. Uh-huh. Um the Holy Father. And we pray for all these different intentions. Like there's 12 different intentions. Or something I was about like to say, is there a, a limit there? Or the yeah, yeah, no, no, just no, all... like, all right, you guys are staying here because we're not at a time <laughs> limit yet. Yeah, no, it's all, it all happens 
um, pretty uh, directed by the book. They're all okay. written in the book. Yeah. Um, and we just follow the book. But it does take a long time. So we've got like <laughs> the long reading of the Passion, and then we've got the long intercessions, and then we've got the long uh, reverencing of the cross, and then we have communion, and then we go in silence mm. again. But it's so it's a longer service, but it's really, really meaningful yeah. and really beautiful. Absolutely. And, um, and then that brings us to uh, the Easter Vigil. So mm-hmm. uh, the Easter Vigil happens is going to happen at 8 p.m. on Saturday night, mm-hmm. uh, Saturday the 14th or whatever that is. And this has one of the most ancient liturgies in the history of the church. And if you haven't been to one, have you been to Easter Vigil before? Oh, you, you, no, you haven't. No, I have no, I have oh not. Oh my gosh, you got to go, Chandler. It's, All right, uh, I'm going to time out there. Yeah. What happens on Saturday, right? So we exit Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're all in silence, mm-hmm. and then you you skip right over to Saturday vigil. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. So Saturday's a di- day of silence too. Like sometimes people, I know there's a tradition here at times of like going to McDonald's at midnight <laughs> after Good Friday. No, like your your fasting, your prayer continues. Like, sure. And and actually Saturday morning we're gonna have uh, morning prayer and office of readings here at the CSC to okay. continue that. And one of the things we pray in, in the office of readings is this ancient homily from the second century, and it starts with. There's a great silence here. And it's like Jesus has gone, descended into hell. And he's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and the, the, the reading describes Jesus like going down and pulling up uh, our ancestors who had been locked down there by sin and yeah. pulling them up to heaven. And um, so like, he greets Adam and Eve and like says, I am your son and I'm also your savior. And like pulls them up and it's really, really cool. Yeah. So like we're in silence, we're preparing, and then we're preparing for like, the end of the silence basically and sure. the church the way the church does this is, is through music like instruments are basically forbidden uh from good friday all the way through the until like halfway through the easter vigil really? because we're in this mm-hmm. silent mm-hmm. mode where like we're you know you can have instruments but just in the background barely to kind of like sure um back up the singing so it's all supposed to be silent and kind of chanted and quiet and so saturday we spend the day you know, in this kind of weird stillness. We're yeah. like, where, where are we? What are we doing? What's going on here? And then we come to the Easter Vigil. So yeah. at 8 p.m., it's dark outside, and we start with a giant bonfire. And so and this is how the... This <laughs> we is, start with fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there's there's four parts of the Easter Vigil, and the uh-huh. first is called the Lucinarium, the service of light. And it starts mm. outside. We'll start outside by the fire pit. And this is an ancient, again, Christian tradition that goes all the way back to the beginning of the church where the Christians would start as soon as it got dark and would spend the whole night in prayer until the dawning of the sun the next morning and the rising of of the sun, Mm -hmm. which symbolizes Christ rising from the dead. And so they start with this big fire and this imagery of light and darkness is kind of being played. So Mm -hmm. if, if Friday... Um, on Good Friday, it says that Judas goes out from the Last Supper, and it says it was night. And there's this darkness that comes from, uh, from uh, all over Good Friday. You know, there's darkness covers the land from noon till three, and and Christ, our light, has 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 left us, and then he returns. And so we have that symbolized by this incredible fire and then the lighting of the Easter candle. So yeah. we have the big Paschal candle, which is the big candle you'll see in church, <laughs> and it has ancient traditions and and it's a symbolizes Christ mm-hmm. and the light of Christ. And um, we take that candle, we bless it, we we light it, and then we process into the the dark church. And as we go in, um, everyone else has candles and their candles are lit from that one. And the light starts to spread, and it spreads throughout the whole church. And the whole church, only thing that's being lit is by candlelight. And we have this ancient hymn called the um, Exalted. 
uh, which was brought into the liturgy by Pope Zosimus, which is just a great name <laughs> um, in like the fourth century. Yeah. So, and it's this hymn of just exultant praise for God who has done this incredible thing for us that we put him to death and he rose to save us out of love. And it's this awesome it's one of my favorite things in the entire like i always, i've often said there's there's a guy named odo kozel he was a, a, a german benedictine um uh a theologian and he mm-hmm. died right after chanting the exalted and oh. i was like man that's the way to go like that'd be awesome <laughs> that's like, the way to go yeah chanting the exalted is where it's at so we chant the exalted and then we have like a crap load of readings so it's just like sure. long readings and we don't do what the um what the old christians did which was chants until like uh, like read the readings until the sun rises but we do have a lot of readings about the whole history of salvation like helping us to know what's happening here why are we celebrating this night what's so important about it sure um and then we we kind of move from there to and and each reading like it it just builds on the next sure and then we have the psalm singing of the Gloria. So if you've noticed in Lent we haven't had the glory at all right and the Gloria comes back at the Easter vigil (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> so surprised. Oh yeah. yeah. And when the when the Gloria comes back, when the Gloria comes back, we light all the candles again. Uh-huh. The the lights all get turned on in the church. We bring back the traditionally the organ, but you bring back the um the instruments and everything is like like the the night night is over and the dawn has begun and yeah. like we we we're praising God. Right. And then the coolest part happens, which you guys you guys had Lizzie on uh, a couple episodes ago yeah and her and all the rcia uh people who are going through things are going to be receiving their sacraments after that so we'll have at least five people being baptized we'll have people um being confirmed and received into the church it's really beautiful really joyful yeah um and that that is again an ancient tradition that christians became christians on the day jesus rose from the dead like that was the the ancient tradition and then we have the normal mass. Like but after all the baptisms <laughs> over, it's like okay, like two hours later, you know. Now we finally now have, we'll start the mass. Now we have we have um, the Eucharist, and we celebrate the Eucharist, and um, everyone receives communion, including our RCIA people receive their first communion. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's go in peace, and then you say the the A word, uh, Ale Ramsworth, California. Um, uh, <laughs> go <laughs> in peace, California, California. Um, and and Easter begins, and and I will have a pint of ice cream ready in the CSC oh, yeah. fridge, and just eat the whole thing myself. So. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, so and so that's vigil night, right? Yeah. The, the, so then what is the difference about the Easter morning masses, right? Yeah. So if you don't go to the Easter vigil... So you don't go to the Easter vigil, which you should. Everyone should go. It's so cool. Should. It's so epic, and it's a great way to support the people who are becoming Christian <laughs> yeah. and like to be a part of something really neat. Um, but Easter morning has a couple things that are different. The big thing that's different on Easter morning is, um, I mean, the readings are always like the same. They're Easter readings. Yeah. But the big thing that's different is we sing the sequence. Mm. And the sequence, there used to be more of these. Now there's only four. But they're for special feast days, they're little medieval poems that um, were um, were written uh, to like kind of help us understand even more what the readings were. And yeah. they're sung afterwards. Yeah. And um, and the one for um, Easter is called the Victime Pascali Laudis, and it's really, really beautiful. Christians praise the Paschal victim is the translation. Gotcha. Um, and it was written, okay, I'm going to really quickly look it up because um, I think his name was really awesome, and I have to check. Um, sorry, um, I, I will, uh, you can, 
You say you can edit this out here. I can't edit this out, but I'm not going to because it's even better. Um, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whippo of Burgundy wrote it in the 11th century. Whippo of Burgundy. He was a. He was. This is why I remember. He was the chaplain to the Holy Roman Emperor Conrad II. So you know, Whippo of Burgundy wrote the Victime Pascale Laudis, and um, and we sing that on Easter Sunday. Yeah. And then it's. A, a normal mass in a lot of ways, but with just a lot of joy. We just try and do it all yeah. up, you know, gold vestments and, and lots of <laughs> lots of flowers and lots of Easter gifts and things like yeah. that. But the like, if you want the real meat and potatoes, the real drama, you come to the Triduum. You go sure. Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Vigil, okay. and if you can go to all three because it is it's one thing, and you're going through this yeah. drama with the church. Yeah, and it should it, it shouldn't just be those masses. Like if people are doing homework on. Holy on Good Friday, you know that's um that's probably like maybe not the best time to do it. Like maybe sure. try and get your work done <laughs> earlier in the week, and then like really devote this time yeah. to be a kind of a real retreat. Yeah. Now one of the last questions: um, Where does the Easter Bunny play into all of this? <laughs> you know, I don't know how the Easter Bunny came about. There's this um, like the, it's a symbol of spring. Like like yeah. part of Easter is this symbol of like new new life and rebirth. I don't know where the Easter Bunny, uh, you know, kind of comes into it, but like this idea of giving eggs symbolizes new life, and mm. um, and the, that kind of like is part of, of of where that comes from. This this new life and new birth that, that's happening that Christ sure. rising from the dead has allowed us to come into new life. Yeah, yeah. And it, the Easter Bunny helps bring me bring me chocolate to eat on <laughs> on Easter Sunday. More, more things. To <laughs> Lots eat. of Cadbury cream <laughs> eggs and all that kind of good stuff. Like that's where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, um, we've kind of touched on this a little bit throughout the episode, but what are the times that people can come to the CSC, sure. pray, and uh, just go to these services? Sure. So we're going to have on Holy Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. Mass. On Good Friday, we're going to have a 3 p.m., I believe, Stations of the Cross, and I think it's going to be up at Memorial Chapel, but we'll have a little poster that everyone can check sure. out. We'll also probably have morning prayer that morning. I don't know when we're going to do that yet, but okay. it will all be up on, on the website. And then 7 p.m. for the Good Friday service in the evening. Okay. And then on Easter Sunday, or on Easter, on Holy Saturday, we have in the morning uh, a um, uh, morning prayer and office of readings, which is going to be really beautiful. Yep. And then... 8 p.m. is when the Easter Vigil is going to happen. Easter Vigil. Yeah. Cool. And then our normal masses on Sunday. It'll be at 10 a.m. on Sunday. No, no 8 p.m. No because p.m. We'll be too tired. <laughs> <laughs> too tired? This is mm. like the all night. This is a, a, a priest's <laughs> like all, you know, you're just this like is, basically. This is your overtime week. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's so crazy. And back when I used to be the director of worship for the diocese and I had to like put on the cardinal's uh, holy oh, uh, triduum. Yeah. I was just like all these rehearsals, all this stuff. You know, by the time Easter Sunday actually came around, I was like, oh my gosh, I just need to sleep for like a good twenty four hours. Oh, so, man. yeah, it's 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 we you you leave it all on the field with uh, <laughs> with the Easter triduum. So no one bother you the Monday after. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, yeah. So I guess the last question to kind of close us out here, um, I guess just like, what is your favorite part about? the the tritium there and and that holy week um like what's your favorite part and and how can people that maybe haven't experienced this more dive deeper into that yeah um my favorite parts i guess are the chanting of the exalted and the chanting of the passion those two are like just so awesome and so beautiful and i remember the first time i heard the passion chanted 
And I was just like, I didn't know this could happen. It was so beautiful. Right. And it was struck me in a new way. And I was singing in the choir at my seminary at that time. And we mm-hmm. sang like these like polyphon- polyphonic like motets to go along with it. Like crucify him, crucify him was like, <laughs> like sung in like yeah. eight part harmony. It was oh, so beautiful. Um, and then the exalted is just like, yeah. I was waiting. I, I, <laughs> I have these nun friends in Rome and I told, I, I knew like, okay, my only shot to sing the exalted as a deacon, because technically that's the deacon's job. Um, mm. But if there's no deacon, the priest does it. Okay. And my, I knew my only shot was um, if I got these nuns to invite me to be the deacon for the Easter vigil. So two years before I was a deacon, I started planting the seeds. I was like, sister, you got to invite me for your Easter vigil. Like, sister Mary Christa, you got to invite me for your Easter vigil. And then I run into sister Mary Christa on the street, my deacon year. And she's like, there's something in me that says I've got to invite you to our Easter vigil. And I was like, yes. Oh, it's definitely score. the Lord's work. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> and so I got to sing it, uh, sing it uh, for them as a deacon, which was great. That's and there's awesome. this line like that the Lord has chosen me, although unworthy among, uh, as one of the Levites, like that I get to sing his Paschal praises. And so yeah. that's really beautiful. If you want to learn more, um, one, come talk to me, but also two, uh, Catholic Encyclopedia on New Advent has like really, really thorough mm. articles about a lot of um, uh, the Triduum and the, the traditions behind it, the history behind yeah. it. So there's a lot of like cool stuff there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I think that is all the questions I have for you today. Uh, thank you, Father Conrad, for kind of diving deeper into this and uh, giving us a little better explanation of just what it is sure. and why it's important. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to our new host coming on next week, maybe, hopefully, uh, for that transition. It would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Uh, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned next week for our first appearance of our new host. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. So, see ya. Bye. Although gaining volume uh, sounds like like gaining mass, you know, like, oh, yes, I ate several. Let me, I, gained, I can gain more volume by eating several things of ice cream. <laughs>